amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Whispering. Whispering. Whispering streets. Here is Betty Davis. Hello. There are certain tradespeople who wait upon us of whom we know very little. But often they know a lot about us. This particular morning, as Mike serviced the last houses on his milk route, he was whistling cheerily. Mike stopped at the back door of the Fairfax home, left the usual order of milk and cream, and then started toward his milk truck. Just then he heard the front door open and close. And... Morning, Mike. How's the milk industry? It's fine, Mr. Fairfax, as long as the cows hold out. <laughs> How are things with you, sir? Oh, just fine. My business is booming, despite all the pessimism. Glad to hear it, sir. Hey, Mike, when I went past the little house at the foot of the hill last night, I saw that there was a light shining from the windows. Uh, has someone leased the place or bought it? A widow lady bought it. A young widow lady. Uh, she's a writer or something. Her name is Worth. She gets a bottle of milk and half a pint of cream every day. She left her order outside the first morning, and the second morning I knocked on the door to check her name, and I opened the door. She's kind of pretty, even though she's awfully pale. I wonder why a woman alone would move to a little cottage so far out of town. Well, it's close to the highway. Maybe she wanted space to grieve in, being as how her husband's dead. Space to grieve in. (laughs) Sometimes a man wonders, space to grieve in. That has quite a poetic sound, Mike. Well, so long now. Got to get to the office. So long, Mr. Fairfax. And my... Malcolm Fairfax smiled at Mike. But there was a wistfulness in his smile. He opened the door of his car and climbed in and started off down the hill. And Mike Shapiro climbed aboard his milk truck and stepped on the starter. And when he came to the little house at the foot of the hill, he pulled up in front of the house and went around to the back and knocked on the door. Who is it? It's Mike, the milkman. Oh, yes, I'll be right with you. I'm glad you stopped by, Mike. I wasn't here when you came yesterday. In fact, I left early and spent the day and night in the city, and I... Please understand that this isn't a complaint, but I think you forgot yesterday's order. Oh, but I I didn't forget it, Mrs. Worth. Of course, the customer is always right, but I hardly ever slip up on an order. I've got a little book, and I keep my records in it. Oh, well, then, uh, I must have been at fault, but I'm sure that I... Well, 
I'll be more careful tomorrow. No, no, I'll be more careful. Ten to one, I gum something up. Uh, I was... <laughs> and thanks for the young monk. But, um... Last night. Well, he said... That. But I just told you, I wasn't home last night. I spent the whole day and night in the city, and I came out early this morning. But I didn't intend to stay the night. I intended to be home before dark, so I didn't leave any lights in the house. Oh, that's strange. Mr. Fairfax don't hardly ever make mistakes. If he says he saw a light, seems as if he must have seen something. Huh. Yes, man, that, that's very strange. In just a moment, Betty Davis will be back again. But first... From now on, the career serviceman can look forward to his two retirement checks at age 65. For upon completing the required number of years of service, he'll be drawing Social Security in addition to military retirement. That's because service in the armed forces now builds credit toward both military and Social Security retirement. This new Social Security coverage also means greater disability insurance and expanded family survivor protection. Servicemen in their 50s or younger will need 10 years of Social Security coverage to qualify for retirement benefits. However, servicemen or women already in their 60s can qualify for Social Security retirement with less than 10 years of coverage. The exact amount of coverage time needed depends on your exact date of birth. Details on coverage time and benefit amounts can be found in Social Security pamphlets available now in service libraries and reading rooms. Have you investigated your Social Security benefits? to our story with Betty Davis. Mrs. Worth, whose first name was Constance, didn't mix with the people in the suburban town. Certain neighbors called on her and found her tapping busily on the typewriter. She was polite, but aloof. She explained that she was busy, that she was working on a book, and that she didn't go in much for social things, and that was that. She paid much for the milk and cream every Saturday. But when almost a month had gone by, he found her waiting for him as he came up the path with his order. And... Mike, when I'm working hard, I get extremely, um, well engrossed. And sometimes things slip my mind, even things like eating. But tell me this. Have you delivered the regular amount of milk every day this last week? And the week before? Well, yes, ma'am, I sure have. Oh, the first time, well, I could have made a mistake, but not the time... I put out the usual number of empty bottles. Well, no, ma'am, you haven't. I meant to mention it sometime, but I didn't get around to it. Oh, well, that's very strange. I must have taken to eating glass in my old age. Well, it's unimportant. People can die of eating glass. I was only joking, Mike. <laughs> Look, uh, tomorrow will you leave me an extra bottle of cream? I have a guest coming for dinner, and he adores deep-dish apple pie with whipped cream. Most men like cheese, but he goes for whipped cream. <laughs> well, I belong to the whipped cream school myself, Mrs. Worth. And when you find bottles missing, do tell me. That I will. I've missed other things, too, but as I say, I, I get preoccupied when I'm working hard, and I probably make myself eggnogs, and that's where both the eggs and the milk go. Civilization. That's why, um, that's why I invited a friend out for dinner. If I don't have some company soon, I'll start to eat with my knife. 
or I'll stop eating entirely and I'll forget to comb my hair and put on lipstick. You do look awful tired, Mrs. Worth, for a fact. Oh, well, that's because I'm coming to the end of the book. And when a writer gets to the end of something, Mike, she starts pyramiding. And time and a great many other things lose their values. I don't suppose you know what I'm getting at. Oh, no, I, I don't exactly. But you're in one line of work and I'm in another, so I don't expect to understand everything. Well, I'll see you soon, Mrs. Worth, and I won't forget about that extra cream. What do you think living here alone is doing you anything? my riding pot. Now I'm racing at fever heat. But you don't have to race at fever heat. Darling, if you'd only let me take care of you, I have so much more than we can spend in a hundred years. We could go to Europe, to South America, to the Orient. We... Besides, Gordon, underneath it all, I, I'm something of a prude. I don't go traveling with men, even old friends, without benefit of clergy. If you let my lawyer handle the situation, it can be arranged just like that. This book I'm finishing is giving me a chance to unburden my soul. I'm having my heroine say a lot of things I've wanted to say for years. And when it's finished, I'll be able to relax. Oh, Gordon, I'd rather go to Europe or South America or the Orient with you more than anything that's out of paradise. But I can't. Darling, as Mrs. Gordon Conrad, you can go anywhere and do anything and say anything and no one will dare criticize you. I asked you to marry me years before Harvey came into the picture. If only you'd done it, darling. Oh, if only I had. But Harvey was so... so violent. And, and I'd known you since we were children. Harvey swept me off my feet. I'd lived such a quiet life until then. I mistook his violence for something else. No, I'm paying for my mistake. If you'll excuse me for a moment, well, Gordon. You'd better I'll... let me take the call. You're too shaky to give a sensible answer. No, 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 I'm not. Probably my publisher. Hello? Yes, this is Mrs. Worth. What? Oh, no. Yes, yes, of course you must come here. Yes. Yes, tomorrow, as early as possible. Yes. Yes, I will. I realize that it's imperative. After more than three weeks. Well, what is it, dear? You're white as a sheep. Gordon, I... I've had some disturbing news. Your publisher? He and I are the only ones who have your phone number. Gordon, I wish you'd go back to the city and leave me alone. I must do some serious thinking. Was that call about... Yes. Gordon, you must go. With you here, I'll allow myself to get hysterical. and I can't let that happen. I must hold myself and leave. I must. I can't crack up now. But, but don't you realize that I can't possibly leave you when you're in this state? But you must, you must. This may make all the difference to both of us, Gordon. I'm telling you the truth. Well, I'll go then, but I'll call you every hour on the hour all night long, Constance. And if you don't answer the phone, I'll know something's wrong and I'll be here so fast. I'm telling you this, I won't answer the phone, no matter who calls. I mean it. Gordon, you must go at once. <laughs> Being seated opposite Constance Worth, rose slowly from his place and walked over to the sobbing woman, 
and took her swiftly into his arms and held her close. Her head rested against his shoulder for just one moment before she pulled herself away. There. I'm all right again. You can, you can see that I'm under control. Completely under control. Yes, Constance. Just never forget that I love you, darling. And that I always will love you. And that if you ever need me, I'll come to you from the ends of the earth. I'll never forget. And remember, too, that if anything were to happen to you, I couldn't go on. There wouldn't be anything left for me in the whole world. Nothing will happen to me. I'll do my thinking tonight. I'll do my talking tomorrow. And tomorrow night... Yes, tomorrow night. I... I may have something to tell you. But I'm not sure yet. I'll call you at your office around five. Betty Davis will be back. Just take a few seconds break and listen to what an army sergeant in Korea has to say. This sure is a beat-up country. The Koreans took just about everything in the book during the scrap over here. Lost their homes, their families, and just about everything else they had. The one thing they didn't lose was their faith in freedom and independence. I guess that's the main reason we fellas in uniform are doing all we can to help. I just want to repeat the sergeant's last few words. We fellas in uniform are doing all we can to help. Now there's a thought to remember. For we are Americans. As we go, so goes America. And now back to our story with Betty Davis. So Gordon Conrad left the little house and drove off. But when he reached the highway, he dimmed his lights and sat for a long while, watching the lighted windows. And finally, he saw the lights vanish one by one, and he knew that Constance had gone to bed. So he started the lonely drive back to the city. He didn't know that, locked in her room, she was lying tense in the darkness. It was almost dawn when she fell asleep, but she woke to reassuring sunlight and slipped into a robe and slippers and went down to the kitchen and suddenly realized she was not alone. Hello there. Harvey. How did you get into the house? Everything was locked tight last night when I went to bed. Last night? Why, I've been here for three weeks. I was holed up in the attic. I never went near the attic. That explains the milk and the eggs. Yes, if you hadn't been so jittery waiting for him, you'd have noticed a lot of other things missing. You, um, you haven't eaten much of late, Connie. When you'd gone to bed nights, I'd come down and help myself. That chapter from my book. The one I haven't been able to find. Yes, and it was about me, my beloved, my ever-loyal wife. I'd have killed you then and there, but I was waiting for him, too. I wanted to do a double job. Then why didn't you do it while we were at dinner? Well, I was waiting until the two of you were asleep. 
I took a cat nap, and when I woke up, he was gone. You know I wouldn't let Gordon stay the night. Well, I never caught you at it, but I had plenty of reasons to suspect the worst. Uh, how, how did you find out where I was? Well, the day I escaped from the sanitarium, I called your publisher. I, I called at noon, you see, when he'd be having lunch with some author like you. And he had a new secretary. And the little fool told me your address. <laughs> Well, once I had it, I warned her. I said to her, if her boss heard that she'd given it to a stranger, she'd lose her job. And she was afraid to tell. Well, that figures. I had a phone call last night, Harvey. They're coming here early this morning. They'll take you back to the sanitarium. Oh, no, they won't. And anyhow, you're lying. I'll prove that I'm not lying. They found the guard you bribed to cover for you. And he broke down under questioning. And told them you were coming to get me. And he was right. I will get you. They'll find us both gone when I, I get, get here. get out of this house with you, Harvey. That isn't what I meant. I'll be gone out of this house, but you'll be gone out of life into death. And Gordon Conrad can do without you, just as I've done without you these last ugly years. I've got a gun. You see, and I... Go... I'm awfully sorry about that extra clean, Mrs. Mike! It's the second time I made a mistake in your order, and... Oh. Oh, who's he? I'm her husband. I've got a right to be here. Well, I thought Mrs. Worth was a widow. Get out! Get out of this house on the double! Yes, Mike, right. fast. He's mad. He's escaped from the asylum. Mike, he's going to kill me. He'll kill you, too. He won't kill neither of us, Mrs. Oh, Worth. Oh, no. You're both as good as dead right now. Not if I can help it. Are you shot? No, ma'am. The bullet went up through the ceiling. But he's out like a ton of bricks. A quart bottle full of milk's a mighty fine weapon when it hits you in the head. We must tie him up before he comes to. He's dangerous. Well, I I don't reckon you'll have to tie him up, Mrs. Worth. When he fell, the back of his head hit the stove and... Mrs. Worth, you fainted. It was another evening. Mike Shapiro was in the town tavern telling his story for the hundredth time to a crowd of eager listeners. And Connie Worth, while she was seated on the sofa in her living room, pale and languid, but with stars in her eyes, she was leaning back against a man's shoulder as if she belonged there. The state police exonerated Mike at once, Gordon. It wasn't the blow from the milk bottle that killed him, it was falling against the stove. Oh, I, I... I can't believe that he's really dead. I just can't believe it. He was so terribly alive when I first knew him. Terribly alive, yes. Oh, it's better, darling, for all concerned. Even for Harvey. You know, homicidal jealousy is a slow torture. Think of the years he had in that place, wondering what you were doing, brooding, planning his escape step by step. Oh, Oh, darling, let's go away together now that the road's clear. Please, don't wait to finish your book. I finished my book before you got here, Gordon. I tore it into little bits, burned them. I'm not going to write any more books, dear. I'm going to live them. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.